Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It is time for the Garrett Wilson Report brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. So why don't we just start there with the interesting news yesterday. Uh, Garrett, first of all, how are you? Thanks for joining us as always. Um, you and Thomas Morse said had a little trade and uh, you end up uh, back with number five. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, yeah you know, that's always been the plan. I was uh, on Swiss to five um, after this after this season. I tried to do it for this this upcoming season or this past season we just had, but uh, the way they have it set up, you know, it kind of makes it makes it hard. So um, I had to tell them a year in advance, and, and you know, Thomas Ward for this year, and they you know they said they want a specialist Thomas and rock the the hell out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know now I get to get back my number that feel natural. Hey, can you tell Vito? Because you know what I'm saying. Listen, anybody that know me knows that I don't. I don't rock with a lot of people. I don't have a lot of jerseys in my uh, repertoire. I think I got Dion, Ray, Jonathan Ogden, Ozzy, and I think Jared Johnson because he was a goon. You know what I'm saying? Does that mean that the, the 17 is a throwback? Can I get one? Can I get a throwback 17? Can you tell? Can you tell uh, Vito or Gus to go ahead and hook hook a brother up? Yeah, man, I can get you right with that. For sure. Okay, you know, okay. Because you know, I rock with you, you know what I'm saying? I only only rock with certain people. I don't, I don't rock it's with a lot of people. funny, though, you you say that, right? And I bought my youngest daughter a 17 Garrett Wilson jersey. That <laughs> it's now, a throwback now. Now it's i got to get another jersey, though. This is going to cost me. This is See, this movie's costing me some money. Did it cost yeah, you some money? Sorry, did, did, did you did you have to give something to, to Morstead? Usually you hear about these trades. and That's old school. Did you have to hook him up with something? Nah. To take care of him? Nah, because the way I did it is after like my rookie season, I, I said I was trying to wear it. Oh. And uh, and uh, they said it was like $450,000 if I wanted to wear it. The mm-hmm. NFL said that because they had already made my 17 jerseys. So. Right. So I said, I'll wait a year, and, and, and I told the equipment staff, so they said, okay, we're going to have to put it off to the side and let a specialist wear it so there won't be any, you know, Conflict. problem. I still Understood. try and get it back. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, Timo, Timo's the man for that, you know. That's that's good. Um, so who who wore five before? Um, oh, before uh, Morstead. Before Morstead, you mean. Probably Braden. Braden, I don't know. I think Braden Man. Okay, so it's always been in the specialist world. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, it's yeah. interesting because now seventeen suddenly is available. You know, just saying that perhaps there's a seventeen <laughs> that you know it plays wide receiver. Theories. That maybe the seventeen jersey could still be you know used next season. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. You can nod if if you're in agreement. You can. No, yeah, it's, it's a good number. I'm sure someone's gonna pick it up. You know, <laughs> Damn it! He's not. Like I ain't fall for that, Ricky Bobby. He's not touching. All right. Well, um, come on, man. It's the end of the season. We need some juice. No. Look. Well, first of all, for everybody to know, it is the end of the season. But Garrett, as you know, you now will go from a player talking about you yourself, your team, to an analyst. That's what you're going to do with us now for the rest of the playoffs. As we'll get into. Now we wanted you to be in the playoffs talking about it, but this will be fun to have you talking about what you see in these games and uh, the playoff games coming up and stuff like that, and and uh, reacting to things. So. Be great to get your insight on that, but let's try it out now with getting your insight on because I know you watch it closely. Uh, last night's Natty and what you saw between Michigan and Washington. Anything stand out to you that caught your eye off of Michigan's big win? Um, yeah, man, it was a good win. They started fast. Um, I mean, they couldn't stop the run, you know. And I, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of did want Washington to win, you know, for obvious reasons. And, and <laughs> I like the, uh, I like the quarterback a lot. I thought he would, you know. 
um, be the difference maker. But but you know that defense that they got, that scheme that they're sending you know heaters every down, it's hard to deal with. You know, especially when uh, you know at the college level, I feel like you, know, you don't see that too often, and, and people executing that stuff and, and still having good coverage out there behind it. You know, so um, you know it was really a really a good watch and a lot of great players on the field and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised it went that way, but I did have Washington winning. See, but a, you know the crazy thing? We talked to Greg McElroy yesterday, and he was saying that Penix, because of how he played against Texas, his stock was up high. It was nothing that he can do that can make his stock drop. But when you look at it, it looked like when he gets he got heated up, and he looked he looked you know he finished the game injured, and that's been one of the knocks. We don't know what his what his medicals is going to be, but it looked like he he takes he takes hits hard. You know what I mean? So like. Do you think that maybe you know did yesterday hurt him or you know his his um, his place as far as the quarterbacks and first round or third round has already been cemented or was it anything that um, concerned you how he reacted missing guys not being able to see the field once they start heating them up? No, yeah, I mean I, I think that you know that's real. I, I really don't know. I, I you know they were uh, that's a tough thing to play against. You know I know that all quarterbacks struggle against. This a scheme like Michigan in college, you know, and we, we played against the D coordinator that was there with, um, with CJ. Um, and he's with the Ravens now. And, uh, my, yeah. My junior year, I think, and CJ sophomore year. And it's just, the looks different. They do a good job disguising. And, and even if you've seen all the college looks, college defenses just don't, don't do that too often. So it's one of those things that when you get it on film, you played against before you probably play better against it. But, um, you know, it's tough. And, and, and uh, you know, they, some plays were left on the field that I feel like, you know, they make those. The whole the whole trajectory of his day looks different. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I definitely think that it was a game that you watch. And if you just watch and you're like, oh, he hasn't looked as good as the rest of the season. But, you know, I feel like that was to be expected with going up against that. It's just, um, you know, how, how they would take it in the next case, how he would watch the film after and be able to make those adjustments, which – now, oddly enough, you forgave him because he was once in Indiana, so he was in the Big Ten and was a hated rival, but you forgave him, but you you didn't forgive Michigan. So, like, it's just your hatred for Michigan trumps your hatred for Indiana. Is is that your biggest hatred? Is that who you hate the most? You know, go blue? No, rivalry with Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> Never lost them. <laughs> Man, I don't know if we ever lost them. You know, rivalry. <laughs> He, he but he still is in the Big Ten, so I thought you would be neutral. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Like, North, you know, the teams that we don't really play unless it's just a scheduled game, is we don't – it's not a rivalry. But, like, he was really good when he was at Indiana. They were really good. And they actually gave us a uh, run for our money. Like, we, we really could have lost. Um, and that was probably his junior year uh, during COVID. And, and he was really good back then as well. So, um, but, yeah, you know, the hatred for Michigan, that, that, that run deep. But mm-hmm. – <laughs> Yeah. The Indiana and the Northwestern Illinois, you know, we don't really bother with them. It's just we play them, we we'll see them. <laughs> That's a setup question from Bart. He just wanted to get that answer out of you. We're talking with Garrett Wilson. So, all right, this is these are the things that when the regular season ends and you don't move on to the playoffs, we usually call it the eulogy, right? That's what we do. And that's what a lot of you guys were doing yesterday, eulogizing the season, talking about uh, what went wrong and, and all those things. And, and, there are a lot of things that you said that caught everyone's attention. And again, as you as you mature, and now you've been here two years, and I'm really impressed with like you take ownership of things, which I, I like that because a lot of young players tend to have a hard time doing that. You don't, and you say things that get have effect. And one of the things that you said 
that had enough effect that it had the media asking Joe Douglas about it and everybody else just to get a reaction because you are such an important player to this team, present and future, is that you said, this was the worst year of my life. And I want to give you the opportunity to expand upon that for those who heard it and explain what you mean by that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean exactly that. You know, it's uh, you know, it's been a tough year as far as how I played, how how it went, how it. Um, it's a culmination of the things, and then you 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 know you play, and I said season. I didn't mean. I think I made sure I said season. I didn't mean to say year. It's been a good year, but as far as football goes, season. Um, I think yeah, that's understood. We know, we, we know what you mean. That's understood. Yeah, but you're coming off like 34 catches, another thousand, like a thousand yard performance. For most people, it's like, you know, I played well, but you know what I mean. But but you really like seem like no. this year affected you. Like we can't have this. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I definitely don't think that anything we did this year was, um, you know, what what a professional player would, you know hope to uh want to accomplish you know i feel like um you know if you're content with how we just played this season then then you would be completely wrong no matter what the circumstances were you know um, that we had to deal with you know we, we didn't handle it the way it could have been handled and um you know as, as far as playing you know we could have played better and, and um and uh and yeah you know i, I think i could have played better you know 100 percent, and that's that's basically what I mean by that. Just, just simply that, uh, you know, I, I play football as my job, and and when you're losing games and the offense ain't, you know, doing what you, we think we should be doing, and and because of that, a lot of things are affected. The domino effect that the offense does, is not playing well has on the whole team. You know, it's going to be a tough season, and and you know, I that was my, um, I wouldn't say my first run with it. You know, for a rookie year, you kind of come in, you don't really know what to expect, but. But yeah, you know, you have these people that that build you, build you up, build you up to this thing. And before the season, the, in our case, was us, you know, the Jets, and we had, we got built up to these high expectations. And um, you know, because of that, that plays into it as well. You know, my rookie year, I didn't know what to expect. So you know, even though the stats may look identical, the feel is different. You know, so um, all that, yeah. all that plays in. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. So so I, so I've been there, right? So I, I guess what you're trying to articulate is it's a wasted year. You, we only get so many of these years to try and win a championship, try and get the ultimate goal to, to live and be immortalized by, you know, maybe being a Hall of Famer, being etched on that Lombardi trophy. So when you when you when you have, you know, such expectations and you fall short, it's, it's almost feels like a, a lost season. It almost feels like a death at times, man, because you, you understand that you only have so many lives that you can that you can throw towards this football season. And then it's over with forever. Ain't no big three for us. Ain't no big three, so we can play as senior citizens. You you don't see people playing. You don't play football. You do football. You play basketball. You can play basketball until you're 85 years old. Football, when you're done with this, pretty much it's a wrap. So I understand what you're saying. But, you know, when you talk about trying to draw something positive out of a season that's, that you feel like it's a wasted season, like what did you grab or what can you guys grab to hold that can propel you going forward? Because like I say all the time, you know, a lot of great dynasties are built off of pain and suffering. And you see it happening with um, the, the, the Lions, you know, the guys that have been there that put in the work and, you know, guys like C.J. Mosley that have put up, up the work and his time is running out and he's hoping for his happy ending. So what can be grabbed from, you know, such a tough season that, that you can use going forward to propel you? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't look at it as a wasted season. I just think it was, you know, the worst one of my of my life. You know, I don't think it was wasted. I think that um, there's a lot of things we can take from it, and a lot of things that that I have taken from it, and that I've learned in this in this last year. And I, you know, it's important to have um, you know down times. It's important to have bad times. You know, it's important. So, um, I, I really am, and you know, I, it sounds weird, but you know, I'm thankful for it. You know, I think that I even more down the road in hindsight, I definitely will be thankful for it because it'll, it'll end up turning me into who I will be, man. And, and you know, I, I said this yesterday, but uh, it'll be the reason I have, you know, the success that, I, that I've, you know, dreamed for, you know, uh, dreamed of and expecting this league. You know, I think it will because I went through years like this. And, um, you know, just remembering how it feels, you know, just knowing how how it feels to be not playing and be this disappointed and, and have, you know, things that, um, you know, narratives being written that, you know, you, you, you know, and the people in the facility know aren't, aren't the case, but, but you ain't prove it, you know, that stuff sucks, you know, you got to just deal with it, you know, and that's just what it is. But, um, you know, I, like you said, man, it, it is a precious thing to get a season of football and, and I don't take any of it for granted. So, um, you know, each one that goes by is precious. And, and that's really all it comes down to. You know, I don't look at it as a wasted year, but at all. But um, you know, I, I mean, I, I would have loved to have the success that we all had. You know, expected coming in, and that's that's just what it is. But we gotta we gotta dig deeper and, and find something this offseason to to um to make sure that this isn't the case. I, I think that this is you know maybe what we needed. You know, that's kind of the light that we're looking at it in, and we'll see how that pays off. You know, down the road. They always say that you gotta you gotta lose to learn how to win. It's it's the painful process, but it is one that that when you when you do reach that point of winning, it does make you appreciate it maybe a little bit more. And and Garrett, on that point, uh, now that you've had two years in this organization, I think we've done we've done this before when we've had you on. I brought this up many times, but I, I'm curious now with this season over with, you know, the whole the, the, there's something about. The, the vibe around the Jets. It's this same old Jets thing that always comes up when things go wrong instead of just being something that went wrong. It's all oh, that only happens to us. There's a lot of self-pity that goes on with this thing. But that normally is outside of the organization. I found it interesting that Aaron yesterday said that we have to flush the the BS, right? That there's things within the organization. If it's not about winning, we, we got to get rid of it. We got to eradicate it. Is there anything that 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 you see in that, like, it, like, do you have that same feeling that you've been around? Like, like we've got to power wash this whole, you know, pathetic sad sack jets thing out of here and, and have more of a winning attitude. Do you see some things that you agree with Aaron that need to be changed? Um, yeah, you know, hundred percent, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly, um, what they're, you know, referring to, but, you know, as far as the same old jets goes and stuff like that, you know, I've never, um, you know, bought into that stuff. And I feel like we got so many, you know, an infusion of young guys and guys that have been to other organizations and are really good players that no one, no one is like conscious of that while they do doing going about their business or walking in the facility. It's not like you, uh, you thinking of that, man, it's, it's football and it's, you know, your job and it's your profession. How you can, how can you be the best person? But the, the reality of it that, um, people are going to think that, you know, regardless, you know, people are going to, can y'all hear me? We got, yeah, we got you. I'm sorry. But um, people are going to, you know, say that stuff regardless until we go out there and prove it. That is, that is not the case. That's not the same old Jets. And, um, and, and 
you know, I'm, I'm fine with, with that. That is, that's the reality. You know, people said the same thing about the Lions, the Browns, the whatever, for all the years that Jackson, I've been growing Jacksonville. Jacksonville. And, you know, it's your, it's your job to dig yourself out of that hole that, you know, you, 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 you're in, you're in. It's just a uh, go win games, man. It's football. It's, it's go win the game, put in the work during the week, watch the film, put in, you know, I got off season to put How can I approach this to put myself in the best position to, to do my job, and, and if everyone on the you know roster takes that that mindset and does their part, we'll be all right, man. That's that's just how it is, you know. That same old just will change naturally with when you know we we put it together. Um, and and uh, you know, I, like I said, I don't think it's something that that clouds our judgment at all. It makes everyone think like it might be real. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I, I just know that that ain't real for me. I mean, I, the way me, Breeze, Saws, Jermaine, and, you know, Aaron, like, we, none of us was here. We don't know. We, we trying to figure this thing out because this our, this our job now. You know, that's that's what it was. It's all right. We'll be, we'll be all right. We'll figure this out. Well, I, I, I don't know if you heard what Joe Douglas said, but he said it's his job. You know, when he heard your comments, it's his job to make sure you don't feel that way. So he has to do a better job, you know, helping you guys on the offensive side, you know, with, with receivers, you know, with the receiver room with the um, offensive line, you know, uh, is it an opportunity or is it a point where, you know, maybe you want to sit down with Joe to make sure that, you know, because it's, it's rare. It's very rare, very rare. Uh, I've seen this maybe with Ed Reed, maybe with Terrell Suggs, maybe with Darrell Rivas, where young players get involved in being able to have communication with somebody up up, in the, up on the second level. But I feel like you, you've garnered that respect because I believe that they're hoping that, you know, you are – a multiple um, contract guy, not just a guy that they draft that moves on. So with that being said, they want to try and build around you and they want to give you the respect to kind of let you know what the plan is. Is it any plans to, to sit down and maybe talk either with Salo or either talk with, um, with Joe to kind of get on the same page as far as what the future plan is? I feel like you're able to, to deal with the tough times if you know what the plan is going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, they they've definitely – um, let me, you know, vent, I guess you could say, yeah, I guess, you know, and, um, uh, and, um, I'm appreciative of that, man. I know that, that, that isn't the case, you know, everywhere and that it, it isn't the case often. And, um, you know, that they, that they allow me to do that and have, you know, insightful answers to all of the things I ask and all of the, um, you know, all of my worries, all my, my things that comes with good answers from them, man. And they have an open door policy, you know, we had our exit meetings this week and, and I'm, you know how that goes, Barb. But um, you know, even past that, you know, we've we've had conversations, and that's that's um, you know something like I said that I don't take for granted because because you know the the intentions are there to 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 get this thing you know the way it should be, and um, and um, I've never you know doubted anyone's intent, you know, and anyone's, and, and I'm sure that um, no one has. It's just. You know, we gotta we gotta execute, and that's all it is, man. We gotta go out there and execute, and that's you know that's me, that's the next guy on the team, and you know that's everyone. So um, I'm confident we're gonna you know pull this team together, man. I have faith in that, and and um, you know we have the right people people there, and and we're doing the right thing. You know, I I, I, um, I feel so blessed to to be in a situation where uh, you know like it hasn't gone perfect, but but everyone's on the same mission, and everyone. Um, has the same focus, and, and um, I don't, you know, take any of that for granted. Man. Garrett, Aaron said that it's up to him to prove this offense can work because obviously Nathaniel Hackett has been under a lot of criticism this year with the way 
the offense looked without Aaron Rodgers running it. Is it as simple as just Aaron Rodgers will make it all right? Like, is it? Is it? Is, do you see it as that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like any adjustments need to be made then, because you played in this thing. Now we used three other quarterbacks, and three other quarterbacks looked like they had a hard time with it. But is it the system, or is it? And I know this. I'm not oh, asking you, system or personnel. Like, which one was it that was such the struggle? Um, wait, I thought you were saying like if, if Aaron's in the game, is the offense going to be better? Yeah, yeah. Well, does that I mean, change? Is that, is I think that goes without saying. Change it, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about but the I'm system though, like, I'm saying though, like Aaron is an offense. <laughs> I see what and you it, mean. And, All right, and, and, like James Harden, I am the system. Yeah, I am the system. Okay, right? and like, and like, no, no, no. But the way it's, I'm, I'm serious though. Like the way, not just his play or his. No, like he's he's gonna call the like he's gonna do some stuff to change the play, to do this, to, ch- to get to this call. It's, um, you know, it, it really unlocks a, a, a side of offense that is, you know, whenever you're running it, it works well. So he's the cheat code, right? Like, like, and that no, probably, yeah. right? Is that fair to say? Like, and I know this sounds silly, but it's really not. Like, yeah. there's a, a regular quarterback can, can get under center in that system and not see the things that he sees to make the adjustments that unlock everything. So, essentially, Aaron Rodgers is the cheat code to this offense. Precisely. Yeah, yeah but, you, but, you, but you know what that's going to garner if so much is put on one person, mm-hmm. and, and then what are you going to do to make sure if, if, it, if, the, if the worst happens next year oh God. that somebody else can come in and at least be half <laughs> the quarterback that he is? And and yeah, you know that's that's what the you know um, what I'm sure we're we're going to try and figure out this offseason. But um, but but yeah, you know if Aaron's out there and he's running, you know what doing what he does, man. It's uh, it's truly an, an offense in itself. Yeah, I can see it, it in your body language, man. Yeah. That that you've seen some stuff in practice. Like yo, this dude is. I've yeah. never been around the something gr- like for those this listening. The grin on Garrett's face right now tells you a lot more than what he's actually saying. Well, so. we might we we might have we might have to have an all offensive draft and an all all offensive uh, free agency where we just load the stack the deck, man. Like if, if he's that important, man, I, I need I need I need Sinbad, you know, out of necessary roughness, to come out there. I won't let them harm you, Mister Blake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just put all this, yeah. Put the biggest, just put the biggest hog mollies in front of him. Just to God, put just put him in bubble wrap, please. All right, Garrett. Like you know what? So we have playoff games this weekend. I'm not sure how much you've really paid attention to it, but I, I because obviously you've been working on closing out the season. But are there any games this wild card round that jump out to you that you're like, man, this is a game to watch? Anything like that at all? Um, because of the you know the relationship I have, I'd say the the Browns and the and the Texans. I'm excited for that one. Yes. And I, because I don't know who's gonna gonna win, man. I really don't. It's a great game. Um, it's the first one too. The spread's yeah. two and a half, so nobody knows really. It's yeah. it's the Browns are favorites. The Browns are favorites. Uh, the the Browns are the favorite. Yeah, they are favored by two and a half. But again, on the so, road. But I'm, nerv- I'm, right. ner- I'm nervous, man. But for like, CJ, the, the year the that Andy he Dome, had. No, that's like good on the road. You know, it's like the, the good on the road. Right. <laughs> that is a good on the road. The year that CJ had, though, surprising, not surprising to you? What do you think? No, not surprising at all, man. I, I mean, he, you, uh, he he's really dedicated in, in everything he does. You know, he's got a way that he went about went about him since he walked in at Ohio State. That was like, all oh, this dude's like an alpha male. But um, he, they kind of like tweaked it a little bit to get it like more, you know, the way they wanted it at Ohio State. And, he, and ever since then, man, he's just taken off. He got a year behind Justin. And then whenever he came in, 
and started. I mean, he was the the leader like right away, and he's just got that effect to where he knows how to command the room. Um, obviously, the the skill set that he has speaks for itself, but it's really his his confidence in the way he just walks around the facility up sure in, in Houston and and interacts with the guys that you know they believe that they can't they can't be stopped, man. And uh, you know that's a powerful thing. You know that's a powerful thing. And obviously, you can you know throw the ball and mm-hmm. you know, that helps too. So I know a lot of times, like when I was in, a, when, when I was at home, I really didn't want anybody to win. I was hoping the Super Bowl was canceled because I didn't want anybody to be happy if I couldn't be happy. But, you know, when I had to make that determining factor, it came down to like people that I cared about and people that I love. You know what I mean? Like, all right, he can get one. I don't want to be happy. Um, you got um, Joe Flacco and you got Dalvin Cook, right? And both of them can be on a collision course. Like, do you root for for players or do you root for other teams or people that you rock with hmm. when it comes down to the playoffs? Um, yeah, I root for I root for players. You know, I kind of I kind of don't root. I root for their like individual success. Um, and then, however, the game ends. You know, I'm I'm truly a viewer. I'm truly just a what do you call it? Um, in the spectator. middle, like I'm yeah, you're spectator. spectator. You're spectator, man. I'm not a you know fan in any team. I just want to watch and, and see what they're running, watch the receiver DB battle, stuff like that. You know. So, I, so I guess I ask you this: What what do you think Dalvin can add to this Ravens offense? Do you think that he can maybe restore his market and and, and have a big impact if they're going to go to the Super Bowl and maybe win it? I mean, yeah, I think he can. Uh, the running back room has has been really good this year. Um, they've had a lot of like by committee though. They've had a lot of different guys come in and come in and do it. So uh, you know, obviously with Lamar, too, that's a whole running threat. Every single play that that the teams have to worry about, and um, you know, those lanes are just will be a little bit more open uh, for for different reasons. That they're fullback, uh, they're fullback. They yeah, I mean, just for you know, for different reasons than they than they were when with us. You know, to be um, to be honest, to be frank, you know, I think he'll he'll have some. Uh, you know, a chance to get out in space, and, and we know we'll see that old Dalvin uh, come out, man. I miss having him around, but I'm happy he got to go compete for, you know, Super Bowl with the Ravens for sure. Yeah, that's something everybody's watching for. Does he still have it? He'll get the opportunity with Baltimore. That's just a little taste of what Garrett's going to be giving us over the next couple of weeks as he'll continue with us and become the NFL analyst for us on playoff games. And uh, also, is it it's January 29th, right? We have uh, at the New York Athletic Club, we're going to have uh, – a night with Garrett as well. Right? 31st, 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 Mm-hmm. No, I, I got you. That's a good little. That's a good little uh, combination word. But yeah, I ain't drinking that. You remember that first? <laughs> the first time you came on with us when we were in New Jersey and, we and Bart had that going. We we, <laughs> we never we never got to commercial breaks, much like we have to do here. Hey, Garrett, <laughs> great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next week. All the best to you, my man. That was good, man. I appreciate y'all. Y'all take care. All right, Garrett Wilson, report brought to you by Sansone Automall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Automall, and tell them Bart Scott sent you, and you get an extra thousand dollars off your best deal. Call one eight hundred Sansone today. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety eight point seven ESPN.